Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to episode 403 on the Get Merry podcast. Continuing on from last week's episode, There's No Place Like Rome, we were trying to fit Emma's tips, advice, where to go, what to see, what to do in Rome in one episode. That did not happen. So last week was all about the food, where to eat, how to eat, what to eat. So if that is more your style, go back and listen to that. (laughs) This week, though, we're covering all of the places that you need to visit when you're staying in Rome. And we're not just talking the Colosseum and the Trevi Fountain. We are going further than that. We've got day trips for you. We've got medieval towns that are just around the corner, and I'm excited to get into these and get a little um, snapshot of each of the places you visited, Emmy, because they all sound so magical. So let's begin. Let's begin. Where do we begin? I don't know. Uh, Let's begin with my first little trip outside of Rome for this trip, this most recent six-week trip to Rome. I mean, we were staying in Rome for six whole weeks. So, like, of course, we are going to go on a few adventures outside of the main center. Uh, And the thing is, there's so much to see. And, you know, they're not as potentially popular touristic destinations. Yes, like maybe with Italians. Yes, maybe in more of a peak season. But so many places we went to were so quiet, which was so special. Uh, but this one wasn't that quiet, actually. And, I mean, it is very close to Rome. Like, I think it was only a half-hour drive or maybe 40-minute drive. And it's called Tivoli. And Tivoli is a small town on the mountaintops. And, I mean, if you've done any ancient Rome history uh, research, you'll know that this was a destination that many of the, the noble people went their summers to escape the the Roman heat um, in the mid middle of summer. So there's a beautiful ancient site which I actually have not been to, but there's also a beautiful uh, villa called Villa d'Este, and this is uh, I think it's Renaissance. I'm pretty sure it's Renaissance. I should know that. Um, yeah, it's Renaissance, and it is just breathtaking. The building itself and the interiors are amazing but it's the gardens that are just mind-blowing. And I shared a bunch of videos on my story. So if you're really interested in visiting this place, which I really, really highly recommend, uh, be sure to check out the videos. But perhaps like don't even watch too many. Just watch one to inspire you to go. And then if you're going to book a trip uh, and you're going to go, save it till you get there because it's mind-blowing. Like my mouth was like dropping open at the the what did they call it? The fountain art. They had a term for it. Did I say anything? 
it's like fountain oh i've got to find this term that they described it anyway it's amazing like they have fountain engineers like to think that these were created so long ago and obviously they've put like they've probably changed the technical stuff from now but you know it was all working before mm. back uh whenever it was built which i should have that date too but i'm trying to look and i do not so My this is note. a world heritage site with yeah. an Italian Renaissance garden, a masterpiece of Italian landscaping. So sounds amazing. And yeah, the videos are magical. This is the maze that you were in? No, not the maze. Oh, the fountain. One. The fountain. There was just like amazing fountains and it was oh, I just remember exquisite. It. And the sound, even like hearing the running water and so you came out of the the villa, like the the building, sorry, and you know you were just overlooking these vast gardens, and everywhere you looked, there was something amazing and special to discover. Uh, it was truly amazing. And do you have to pay to access the villas? Yes, most of them you have to pay. It's not a big amount. I can't remember what it was. Like usually they're around like five to ten euros. Yeah. Uh, and if you're a student, make sure you bring your student card because they they do give student rates. So, you know, it's and it's so worth it. You know, and I've been traveling with people who like question paying for these things, but honestly, like it's oh, worth it. That's so it. cheap though. Like you know, like. You like that's like to explain you know, like it, that, it, but it adds up, and also like some people might not be interested in it. You know, like they might not think, "Well, I'm not yeah. really interested in history," but just to walk around the gardens and the fountains, like I think if you, you know, I think I'm pretty sure everyone would really value this experience. Yeah. I mean, it only really opened up to the public not too long ago even like in our lifetime, I think. So I think it used to be like a hotel where a lot of the rich and famous would just stay. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's it's very amazing. Like it's very main- well-maintained. It's beautiful. Uh, I feel like I've done no justice at all in the description, the poor description that I'm giving, but you must just go. That, there we go. That's it. Just Perfect. make sure you go. Okay. And also like just Tivoli is very, it's a sweet little like, town to visit as well and there's a beautiful view of Rome like just the panoramic view is just amazing like that's well worth it as well even yes okay where are we going next um Caprarola 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 which you know I can't pronounce my rolling of R's so use your imagination uh I'm gonna read this out I feel like that's a good idea because I've written notes for a reason. So it's a small picturesque town in the Lazio region, which Rome is part of the Lazio region. So imagine you have Tuscany, which is more famous <laughs> worldwide. Uh, Lazio is kind of that region, then Rome is the the city, the big city within the region. Same with Florence is the, I don't know if they call it capital city, but you know what we know of is the big city inside Tuscany. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. So the Lazio region of Italy, renowned for its rich history and the magnificent Palazzo Farnese, a masterpiece of Renaissance architecture and art. The Palazzo Farnese in Caprarola, Italy, is a prominent Renaissance mansion famed for its pentagonal design 
innovative, innovative architecture and all the amazing frescoes inside. So, you know, fre- a fresco is like a painting that is painted directly onto the wall. So it's like a, like, uh, yeah, like it's and on it's, the wall. And it's like, it's like pl- plaster isn't it like yeah plaster it's painted on plaster and yeah. it's, you know like on the ceiling like all yeah. the paintings that are on the ceiling so like of um the Sistine Chapel like they're yeah and all in the churches and things there's lots of frescoes uh this place was another truly truly amazing place there's this staircase which is insane like it blew my mind and I have a video of this too and the video does no justice but you know it was just one of those moments where you're like oh my gosh, like, is this real? Like, how did someone build this? And, you know, so long ago, and it's still exquisite and just breathtaking to this day. It was amazing. Uh, We also, like, the building itself is extraordinary, but then you go through this little, like, I don't know, like a kilometre walk through the woods at the back, and you come to this other area. It's like a whole other section. And The interior of the building where you're walking into isn't as well maintained. We couldn't go in. However, the gardens were so special. We were the only people there and we were just surrounded by these giant sculptures, giant statues, big staircases, big columns. And this is where the maze was. So I shared a reel where I'm walking through the maze. but And I've shared lots of videos of this place because once again, like, it just was, it had this very special energy to it. And, you know, you walk around these old places and you imagine what did they get up to back in the Renaissance times? And, you know, you can imagine there would be musicians playing and, and the, you know, the noble people going on walks. And what were, what were the women doing back then? Like what, you know, what kind of life was it for a noble woman? You probably would be just chatting to people and and maybe it was also horrible as well because, like, as a as a woman, you know, you probably were just getting married off here and that was your role and that's her dowry and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but it's really quite fun to imagine and explore and, you know, I feel very, whenever I walk in one of these places, I always try and imagine what it was like mm. and it makes it feel, you know, even more special. But that was truly amazing. Uh, another day trip we did which, oh my gosh, like what a day. We went to Abruzzo and we went to Rocca Calascio. And so this is a medieval castle, so older than Renaissance castle on the top of the hills, I should say mountains. Uh, It's the Apennines, I think that's how you say it, the Apennines, I think. Uh, so it was really snowy and beautiful. I hadn't seen snow in so long. So, you know, anything with snow is magical. I mean, people who love snow and go traveling for snow, like probably you'll see my videos and be like, where's the snow? But for me, I was like, oh my gosh, so much snow. Because we weren't really expecting it. And it had been like fresh snow the night before. So we did this big walk up the road and then up into the castle. And it was just so amazing, you know, to be in this old castle this medieval castle and then you're just looking at all these beautiful mountains topped with snow like it was a fairy tale and we went with friends of Damiano as friends of mine now too and he had a drone Carlos had a drone so we got some really cool drone footage of the view and of the castle so do check that out as well it's in my stories and on my sorry my what do you call it Instagram Mary Emmy if you want to see them 
also like such a good lunch after this and I mean if you're going to these other regions and if you're familiar with if you've traveled to Italy a lot or maybe if you're Italian which if you're Italian you're probably not listening to this uh because you'll be like you know nothing (laughs) (laughs) however make sure you know when you're traveling to these places like do a little bit of investigation of like you know what is the produce in that area like what is the the meals uh, because Abruzzo, the cuisine is very different to Lazio, to to Roman, and same to if you go to Milan, it's very different cuisine there, and the North region totally different. So you know when we in other countries when we say, oh yeah, that's an Italian restaurant, this is not correct really. Like there's no you know whole Italian cuisine. Like yes, there's Italian foods like pasta, pizza. However, like each little area. Uh, which region, I don't know how what they call it, you know, the the regions of Italy. This, like what we would call in Australia, we have states, whatever they call it, I can't remember. I did ask Damiano, so shame on me for not remembering. Uh, but each region has its own cuisine and, it, you know, its own star ingredients and, and star menu items that you must try. With Abruzzo, though, what we wanted... I remember, which I forget what it's called, my faulty stories once again. Uh, they're called they're like little kebabs, and it's like lamb, and it's cooked on a barbecue. I forget the name yeah. of them, and that's all we were looking for. And often they in summer they they cook them on the roads, like on the streets, and you can just go, you know, get like street food, but it's like in nature on the side of the road. Uh, but we the place we went to they just run out, so we oh, didn't no. get that. I know, so. Like literally Damiano was depressed. Like this is all he wanted. <laughs> uh, so he was really sad and we're all like, oh, my gosh, like we're going to have to. Oh, Astris. Oh, God, I can't pronounce it. I need to find it now. Anyway, we didn't eat that, but we had like the most amazing lunch there with like beautiful cheese, a beautiful farro dish. Um, let me see if I can find what this is and if you know it at home. Let me see. Let's see if I can find it. Ah, yes. Arrosticini. Arrosticini. You know, it was like on the tip of my tongue, but it wasn't coming out. And I was like trying to pronounce it and it was going to be a mumbo jumbo. But yeah, so we have to go back just for that. Arrosticini. 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 Sounds delicious. Yes. And what a day. You know, it was one of those big days which you're traveling all day, you're walking all day, then you you have this beautiful, delicious meal. And, you know, another thing I didn't mention last week in the food episode was like literally every day I would have a glass of wine with my meals too. It's something I do not do in Australia. Uh, and, you know, it felt really good to do that. It felt very lovely to drink a beautiful glass of wine with your meal. <laughs> Why not? Um, moving on. When in Rome. When in Rome, when in Italy. We went to another castle, Bracciano region, and this one was called Castello Orsini Odescalchi. So the Scalchi family is a noble family, and it's still actually owned by the the last living Scalchi. I don't know, Scalchi, however you say, Odescalchi. Anyway, I'll write some notes. I'm sorry about the very bad pronunciation. And this was amazing. As I said, this was one of those places where we were literally the only people in this, in this beautiful castle. 
And it was quite crazy. It literally felt like we had stepped back in time. And because there were no other tourists there, it was quite, it was just like a magical experience. So the castle itself, I'm seeing if I wrote notes. So it's dating back to the 15th century. Uh, and they had in the castle, like you can walk in and see like what the kitchen area. Uh, you go in and you see, oh, this is where the soldiers were. So it just was like quite an amazing experience. There's also a massive weapons collection. So this was just a like the family collected weapons and continued to do so. So there's like weapons from all parts of history. I mean, like full-on knight and shining armors. I mean, it's just crazy to see this stuff, like, and all the old, like, knives and and even guns and, and uh, cannons. I mean, it's also awful because you think, well, far out, like, you know, there's so much conflict going on now and you just have this realisation that this really is such a big part of humans, this violence and this war and, you know, the historical elements is, like, it's very interesting but then you remember that it's still happening to this day and we still haven't learnt that like maybe we should stop killing each other. Uh, so it was quite a, you know, as amazing it as it was, it was also quite, it made me feel really sad for humanity yeah. <laughs> that it's still such a big part of our world we live in. Mm. But it was beautiful, a beautiful, beautiful experience, so well preserved and, you know, it just, and we talked to the lady who gave us the tickets. I mean, Damiano did, it was in Italian, but he then translated and, she was saying how much, you know, this this woman who is the owner, how much she loves the castle and, and you know, you can really see that, like the love and care that's, you know, kept in the maintenance. I mean, it would must be a fortune to maintain a castle. And as I said, we were the only tourists that day. So we paid our 10 euros or whatever it ended up being. Uh, so obviously you know, it needs a lot of funds to to pay for that. And this is why they end up getting owned by the government so then the government can look after it. Um, what else was amazing there? You can hire that castle out. So actually that must be how they make all the money. Yeah. Because you can have your wedding at that castle. And I did look it up, not that I'm getting married, but I was like, imagine getting married in a medieval castle. Like, yes. I that's like yet. a fairy tale. <laughs> I wrote, yeah. Well, I looked it up and it's like 8,000 euros. So, yeah, that's how they maintain it. Um, but it would be very, very spectacular. It would be an event that no one would forget. And, yeah, it was it was truly amazing. And that was the day we went to Calcutta. So, Calcutta. So, I did mention that last week about the food. But, yes, yeah, such a beautiful, beautiful little medieval village on top of a cliff <laughs> so a it's volcanic like literally cliff. like yeah volcanic cliff well so many there's so much volcanic region in Italy I mean it has a very bohemian artistic feel lots of crafts lots, lots of art very charming That's so and fun. you know these little medieval towns once again like all these places it just feels like you step back in time because this is the thing with in Italy the architecture is all old and it's just such an amazing thing to see you're like wow how old is that door 
or how old is that beautiful wall and and when is this from and i think that's like the one of the best things especially in rome when you're in the city center like you're you're looking at a building and you're seeing like architecture from ancient rome from medieval the middle ages and then from renaissance uh baroque and you know it's all in the space of your you know this perspective out in front of you so it's it's just beautiful mm. uh moving on moving on volterra so this is actually in tuscany so you need you need to stay in tuscany this is not a day trip but it can be just an overnight trip volterra was beautiful i loved it so much as i said beautiful medi medieval or renaissance did i write that medieval so medieval etruscan it also period. has a, it has an amazing etruscan site so this is another thing to think of etruscan is pre-roman pre-ancient rome so there's still etruscan sites you can go and see in italy uh it was actually closed for so wait wait, wait. so Etrus- etruscan is before ancient rome yes and then like they were at the same time i think wow so before ancient rome uh Maybe it was like when the Greeks came over. I don't know. We all need to do more. I need to do more history lessons. (laughs) But just such a beautiful, beautiful little town and you can walk around and you just feel it's just amazing. Yeah, there's a beautiful Etruscan arch, I think, in Volterra and we went there. And the The food was so good. I mentioned, yes, an amazing theatre. What I really recommend is if you know you're going to these places, like look up the sites that you need, to, you want to tick off because honestly you could just go there and walk around and you don't even care about the sites because it's just, it's all one big site, but it is good to go to these, these you know, special sites as well. Also, special mention to the Alabasta here. So Alabasta is a special kind of marble. And it's the alabaster that's very uh, translucent. So it's like more, if you do it very thin, it's very see-through. There's beautiful uh, craftsmanship in Volterra. So if you're looking for a, a, a nice little souvenir, buy something alabaster. But it is very breakable. And so be careful. isn't it, Renee, didn't she um, carve something out of yeah. alabaster this time? Yeah, so that uh, the smaller piece, which I shared a picture of her artwork too, her sculpture, sorry. So, yeah, she is right now, she is carving in a castle in Rome. That's where she is right now. She's staying at a castle, not living there, but she's working there. She's got stone and she's carving. We were lucky enough to be there for the opening of an exhibition where she had two pieces on display. And that was really fun because... You know, it was kind of like the glitz and glamour of Rome. Obviously, there's so much history to Rome. There's so much about the food, but there's also like a like a bit of glitz and glamour, and you know the 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 other side, how the other side lives. So it was kind of fun to experience this. And I think that you know there were there were people, Italian TV people at this event, and and people who I had no idea, but like actually no, I met an actor from my brilliant friend. Uh, what was his name that, on the show? Nino. Nino. Nino, the character we all hated. We if hate you Nino. The show and read the books. We hate Nino. I didn't tell him that. Uh, <laughs> but I met him who played him in the in the series. So, you know, like it was just cool to experience that. And, you know, I chatted to some great people actually, like a lot of older men 
I found myself chatting to a lot of older Italian men and they were, they were, you know, asking questions and like giving me tips on learning Italian, which was really cute. It was, it was a really fun experience. That sounds so fun. Uh, but yes, back to Volterra. I loved Volterra. I would highly recommend. Orvieto. Now, this is a small town in Abruzzo. No, it's not. It's why Orvieto I, why in was, Umbria. Why was I calling it Oroveto? Oh, wait. Orvieto. Orvieto. I was called, I was, I was doing O-R-I. Like, I kept calling it Oroveto. Well, because you probably just prefer that with our language. Orvieto. And Orvieto. So with the Italian like language, it's like very like said as it's spelt. So you know, as long as we know the pronunciation for the for the letters, we should be okay with names. Like easier said than done, as yes. you all know. I have terrible pronunciation. And also, I've uh, been here before. Yes. Yeah, so we worked out that Carla had been here. Oh my gosh, the cathedral! You must go just for the cathedral yes. because it is exquisite. It's like mouth open. What what is it? Mouth, mouth droppingly ah uh, craziness. Like the medieval architecture of the of the uh, cathedral of the the mosaic facade. It's it's insane. I'm speechless once again. Like I don't know. How does someone make this? For, it took many, many years. <laughs> yes. And many, many people. Uh, but, you know, the best thing about this, you just book a little train trip and you are there. Like How you don't good. need to drive. So this is a great place, I think, if you don't have a car. It's very easy to get to, very short train trip. Uh, you go up one of these like up a mountain on a on a cable cart thingy and you can get a ticket that also includes that. So Google that or maybe I'll Google it for you. And I'll add a link. So make sure you get like the one that includes that. And you just go up and you walk around and then you you enjoy, you go out for lunch. We had a beautiful lunch. And then you hop back down and get on the train and then you're back in Rome. Such a fun day trip. Now, so they were the trips that I did this time. I won't talk about the trips we did last year because we went to other places as well. Now let's talk about Rome for the last like few minutes. <laughs> Also, well, we I want to say than a few minutes. Oh, good. I'll keep talking then. I want to say, like, the first time Carla and I went to Rome, we went for a week, and I would say that was a great amount of time for our first trip. And I would say a week is the bare minimum time you need in Rome. Anything less, no good. <laughs> no, no, look, <laughs> no whatever water. you can get. <laughs> whatever you can get it's okay okay like if you've only got three days in Rome you'll be fine however you'll six weeks to go, was not you'll enough you'll want to go back though yeah six weeks was not enough to see everything uh I mean there's just so much to see you could walk around the city center every day and you'll see something new mm. and I also really recommend going at different times of the day so even like to the site like you want to go to the Trevi Fountain in the day but you also want to go in the middle of the night because it's a completely different feel. If you are a uh, hater of crowds, you probably want to go at like, I don't know, 4 a.m., 5 a.m. It's so busy at the Trevi Fountain. Like it's insanity, but it's also like, whoa. And 
try and do stop and like admire the amazing sculpture because you know the the brilliance of that creation and the the fountain it's just it's stunning but sometimes I think because it's so busy it can kind of like take away from it yeah. so you got to you got to try use your imagination without the thousands of people taking selfies same with the Colosseum I mean you must go in the daytime, but you must go at nighttime as well. Like it's just amazing at nighttime, all lit up. We did an amazing tour, not this recent trip, but the trip before, and it was a tour of the Colosseum and also of the Forum. So that was really great. And, you know, you learn all the history. We did such a fantastic tour where, you know, she went, talked about the emperors, and I'm actually reading a book that's set in ancient Rome right now. So it's totally fiction story, but like, you know, a lot of true elements of the emperors and what happened and certain, uh, you know, how they died or how they got murdered. So it's quite interesting and dramatic. Uh, but make sure you go at night, make sure you go at day to the Colosseum and also like walk around the back because it's very busy at the front. But if you walk around the back, you can experience it without the crowds. It's not like the big front facade. It's it's smaller, but it's amazing. Um, where am I up to in my notes? The Appian Way. So this is the Via Appia, one of the earliest and most important Roman roads of the ancient Republic. And, you know, it's still there today and you can see uh, – I mean, it goes all the way to like southern eastern Italy, so you, you can't wow. walk all the way. <laughs> uh, but you can see a little bit of it. We haven't walked like a big length of it. I want to do that next trip. But we did a short walk and you'll see like ancient, you know, aqueducts or or things along the way. So, you know, that's really cool. You missed a Trastevere. Oh, Trastevere. So Trastevere is a historic neighbourhood known for its narrow cobblestone streets and you know this is the night spot you go here for night uh you go out for dinner you go out for drinks uh this is where there's that famous bar which I totally forgot the name where Simona used to work and it's also featured in the movie The Great Beauty I forget the name of the bar but you should go there and I'll add a link uh but Trastevere super fun there's a great restaurant I went, and I didn't even mention that in the last uh, episode. Oh, well, bonus I mention. I that more. Bonus mention, there's a really good restaurant called like Rosso. <laughs> Rosso you, something. You talked about did it. I, you wrote it. Did I talk about uh, it? Is it Il Maritozzo Rosso? Il Maritozzo Rosso. <laughs> so this is... You know, this is the cream maritozzi that I spoke about, but they also do salty maritozzi. So, like, savory. Wow. So oh, I, I remember like when it, you got this. And that's where the famous carbonara or the most popular carbonara, best carbonara okay, was for well, 2023. Um, where am I up to? I'm all Ostia Antica. Ostia Antica. So, when Damiano was little, he would do tours give tours to other students here That's cute. because he lived in this area. It's a massive archaeological site. It's outside of the main city. Uh, it's so worth a trip. It's so worth, I don't know how you get there. I had a, a Damiano drove me everywhere, so very lucky. Um, I'm sure there's a train, bus, somehow to get there. If you are a lover of history, you have to go here. It's 
massive and you walk into rooms, you walk into the frigidariums, you walk into where the ancient Romans had their their saunas, had their, their, their dinners. It's just amazing. I mean, like we went to Pompeii together and how amazing is Pompeii? It's like these such well-preserved ancient sites. It gives you real insight into what life was like and, you know, they have great uh, boards around what you can read and you get, you know, the 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 story behind it, the history behind it all. So definitely go there. And there's also a castle very close there as well called Castello du Giulio something, maybe to do it. I don't know what that is. <laughs> but this is an uh, middle age, ancient to middle age. So it's like, you know, you're walking around Ossia Antica, ancient, and then you go to this middle age area which is quite amazing and you can even see that w- that when they built this castle they took pieces of the ancient you know marble and they put it in there so a lot of times you'll notice that they reuse yeah materials or stole uh, yeah or stole <laughs> um there's also a famous secret in inverted commas keyhole and i mean it's not that secret anymore so it's called the Aventine keyhole and it's a beautiful view where you look through the keyhole and you will see perfectly framed St. Peter's Basilica and of course like that's another place to go to St. Peter's the Vatican you need to go there too uh but this little secret keyhole is just like a beautiful a beautiful thing to visit and there's beautiful gardens around there as well uh the orange garden which is officially known as Paco Savello and it's a really, all these villas, all these gardens have amazing views, amazing views of the, of, or lots of the gardens have amazing views of the city line. Uh, I'm going to add maybe a list of the gardens to go to, but I do have to mention Villa Borghese Gardens because they're just exquisite and probably the most well-known, maybe the most famous. And there's a gallery if you are a lover of art, even if you're not, I highly recommend booking a ticket to this. So you must book before. You can't just show up because it's that popular. Uh, The Baroque art, the masterpieces from Caravaggio, from Bernini, from Titian, they're exquisite. And do a tour. Book a tour. So this is the Galleria Borghese. Yeah, Galleria Borghese. So the Borghese are a family, of a noble family. So they owned a lot. They owned the whole villa, which is huge, like the whole gardens. you know, the, the noble people of that era, of the, I think, it's Renaissance era, I think. Uh, but anyway, the sculptures were amazing. Oh, my gosh. I mean, we, I feel, have been so lucky because, you know, we've seen Irene sculpt and to see a big slab of stone go from that into a sculpture is amazing. But then you see these sculptures, Bernini's, Apollo and Daphne, uh, the which other one was amazing who else oh this one was exquisite the from canova the paulina bonaparte as venus just so beautiful and you could just stare at them for hours just the smoothness and there's this one where is it where you know you see like a hand in the indent of the woman's leg i'm trying to find it Blah blah blah. Oh yeah, the it's a it's actually a the rape of Prosephina. So 
the sculpture is renowned for its incredible lifelike detail. So it's it's a, you know, I don't know the story. I don't want to ruin it. But there's this one aspect where the 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 stone looks like it's so soft that, you know, a hand is, is pressing into pressing it. Pressing on and her it's skin. Exquisite. So book in a tour because you'll hear this from an Italian artist, histor- historian, who is much better at describing it than me. Do that. Do me a favour and do that. Uh, so many basilicas, so many churches. I'll write a list of where we went. I think, like, we have to end it. Like, I'll add more notes in the notes, but it's too long. Rome, it's huge and you'll never see it all, but you can do your best and you can enjoy every moment and embrace it all. That's what I have to say. Just embrace it all. Embrace the differences. Like sometimes we can travel and not all of us, I know, but sometimes you might get frustrated and annoyed because it's different because sometimes maybe it doesn't work as well as it does at home. Maybe the the buses are always late. Maybe the trains are late. Maybe it's confusing, but you just need to embrace it and know that when you travel to Rome and when you travel to anywhere, you experience so much about yourself. You learn so much about yourself and you also learn so much about, you know, the history of of a place and the culture of a place and it impacts you. You come back a different person. I mean, travel, I know we can't all, you know, we don't all have the privilege to be able to travel and experience something like that, but if you can, I really encourage it and I know it's so worth the investment. So, you know, if you're one of those people who you've always thought about it, but you feel like, oh, it's a lot of money, like I have it, but I should invest that for my future, this is investing into your future and it's investing into your life experience. So I think I'll leave it with that. (laughs) And if you do have any questions about anything at all, feel free to get in touch. If I don't know, I'll ask Damiano. Yeah, I'll private tour guide. Yeah, really. I mean, that's why I'm so lucky as well, because having Damiano, you know, as a tour guide, as a driver, as a translator, you know, I have this very special experience. Very grateful. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing all that with us. And I hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, It definitely sounded like the trip of a lifetime and no doubt you'll be back there very soon which is exciting um as emmy said if you've got questions just reach out and she will answer them otherwise check out the notes on our website for all the links and all the details and listen to last week's episode too because that was a good one Mm -hmm.